0: Next customer.
1: Um, can I get a kid's meal?
0: Huh? What was that, sir?
1: Can I get a kid's meal? Speak up. There's a lot going on here, honey. Can I get a kid's meal? I don't see no kids. Yeah, I don't have a kid with me. I'm going to eat it. Well, only a kid can order a kid's meal. That's not true. I know that's not true. Oh, yeah, it is. Only a kid can order it. So a kid has to wait in line and order a kid's meal a kid can't get an adult meal look here sir you have to be 14 or younger to get a kid's meal i've just been made day manager and i didn't get that title by handing out discounted meals look you don't have to be a kid to get a kid's meal okay do you have to be a band old field to get the champ okay do you have to be a fucking chubby, chubby checker to get the chubby decker do you need to have a long foot to that that one doesn't translate but you know this is ridiculous okay can i just please get a kid's meal
0: Can I get a cup for water?
1: Sure. Here you are. Thank you. Happy day.
0: To you from South Lake Union in the city of Seattle. From Studio 212, part of the Soundcasting Network. This is episode 10 Deuce of Grill Long Steak, Mr. It'll be 190 seconds. 190 uh, seconds. What does that mean? I need minutes, sir. This is uh, America. We don't use the metric system. Yeah, it'd be like three minutes. You don't even know something like that. Anyway, I am your host, one of the hosts of this podcast about food, booze, uh, cooking. Uh, <laughs> what else? Johnny? What else is it about? Love, um, romance, um, sci-fi, sci-fi, okay. sex, Marvel, intrigue, Marvel, sex- drama. Oh my god! I thought you said sex entry. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so I'm one of those, like I said, Bobby Stills across from me, way across the studio is, uh, introduce yourself, sir. Uh, Johnny Toonami. Johnny Toonami. I will be producing this episode. Will you actually edit it this time? I, uh, they, uh, <laughs> don't People don't know that because oh. on the show last week, uh, it fits perfectly. It's, it makes it seem like we lost a week. <laughs> Because the way I edited it, perfect, see? perfect, smart. Because I'm, I'm the best producer. So now we're ahead of the game. That's that we're ahead of the game. No, uh, Keith Boogie, oh. Parmesan Prince, Parmesan Prince, Risotto Kid. Producer dropping what, Johnny? A couple deucers, probably because he's eating all that garbage ass in and out. I want to thank my producer for bringing me back a gift from uh, San Diego. San Diego. He went to Legoland. Oh, so, that's so cute. Thank, you, uh, um, thank did you, you,
1: Keith. Did you know that San Diego actually translates into a whale's vagina?
0: Is that a fact? Uh, from Ron Burgundy, yes. I'm pretty sure it's named after Saint Diego. <laughs> <the patron state. laughs> Anyway. Anchorman, man. Anchorman. 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 Alright, do we want to do a catch-ups on work, Johnny? Uh, uh
1: yeah, let's let's hear let's hear about your spot. I was there last week. It was nice. I enjoyed it. Love the space. Uh, Elmer also was like, hey, dude, I love that spot. Did you see the secret room with the secret
0: game? And I was like, what? Do you have a secret room? Yeah, it's in the back back. Oh. But bad. I think the game that he's talking about is no longer there. It went on vacation. Oh, OK. So we're currently trying. We had a game that was uh, called uh, Killer Queen. I think that's what it's he was Five about. on five. Uh, it's a dollar per 10 people. Uh, No, a dollar per five people. So $2 for two teams, five on five. It's kind of like Joust. Okay. It's amazing. We were having tournaments, but we got rid of the game. We were trying to find a new one, but it's in such high demand. Oh, was that the one that you guys were talking about when I was there? Maybe, maybe not. No, we got we got some new games coming in. We're constantly getting new games in there. I'm constantly trying to change the menu, but my owner's not like that idea because he's like, everybody likes everything. Why are you trying to change it? The food, yeah. Then yeah, it's good. My only suggestion would be snacks. Motherfucker, do you see what I'm
1: working with? I do see what you're working with. Okay. I totally, in- wor- I totally
0: understand I, what you're saying. I'm working on it. I, I, got some stuff coming up for this summer. More shareable plates. Yes, we need that. Word. I'm I was not. just saying constructive criticism. No. everything looked and I'm great. I'm taking it. I got some ideas. I got some ideas. But like I said on last week's podcast, which hasn't come out yet, I remember we were talking last week, talking about. You said you fell back in love with cooking, and I was saying that I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. I just don't have the time right now for to fuck around and play around and create yeah. new things yeah. because i I'm constantly in there trying to keep up on the stuff that we're doing now. But like I said, I have the new guy who's doing great. I had to like I had I got a little mean with him and had to like kick him offline. But it was like afterwards I, I said, I said, You did fine. You know, I didn't expect you, but I have to let you drown. I have to let you burn mm-hmm. or else you're not going to learn. If I step in every time and you don't see the mistakes you're making, then you're not going to rectify those issues and be able to pull, pull yourself out because I'm not going to be there the entire time to, to get your back. More like rectum Oh God, that's a minute. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Jupiter's doing great. Uh, we, I was telling Johnny, we had an issue with, uh, one of our purveyors. Uh, I don't know if I should even talk about it on the show. No, but good times, good times. But it's always something in the restaurant industry and we're going to carry that into our first story. Uh, Johnny, what's new at, uh, the baby of the June? Um, not much. Uh, today
1: woke up to another article about us. What's new? Um, that that F&W F and W, Food and Wine, yeah. So we made uh, one of our
0: tags. That's one of our tags on uh, uh, SoundCloud. Oh, Food and Wine, Food and Wine, Food and Wine wine magazine. They, I mean, they
1: do good stuff right now. They came, they came out with their 2018 Best Restaurants in the U.S. and we made the list, of course, which is awesome. Only restaurant in Seattle that's represented, which is pretty cool to be, you know, in the forefront.
0: I'm pretty sure I saw Adana got best best bite. Best bite, yeah. They got best bite. Um, You know, they was texting. And back and forth, both the chefs are Oh, yeah, back I'm and forth sure they're it,
1: home, they're super close, yeah. Um, but it's just a really good, ex- great experience to just be in a restaurant where like you're getting the accolades. You've been, you know, I've been searching for a restaurant like this for a really long time, and I it's fallen through the crack. You, you know, we've opened restaurants together,
0: you, yeah. You seem really happy, even though if you're frustrated, which is just gonna happen, you seem really at home. And I, I'm not sure why that is, you know. I mean, I have a couple guesses. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's just I'm learning again. And that's the biggest thing
1: that is You're exciting You're also being challenged me. every yeah, day. Yeah, I'm being challenged every day. Every day is a new game because it's just like you don't know how many people are going to come in. You know, some days you crash and burn really hard. But the next day you come in and you and you realize what you did wrong the day before and you make it better. Like last week was one of the best weeks we had. Everybody was set up for service every single day, 10, 15 minutes before service. Such a good feeling. Yeah, you know, like, no problems. Like, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the busiest nights of the week, like, everybody's Able to sit and have a cup of coffee, or go out and smoke a cigarette, and like feel good about themselves, or like take a shit, you know, like <laughs> the little things. So um, it's it's really good. It's really exciting. I think we're coming into our own, and I'm excited to see what this summer is going to bring us because we're opening up the patio this summer. So, oh, by the way, we got approved
0: for our patio too. Damn, it's going to be busy. It's and we get the we get the. So my restaurant is located probably like three or four blocks uh, down from Pike Place Market. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're definitely trying to pull some of those tourists from down there with the Belltown corridor idea. So we're right off the waterfront and we get that, we get that last bit of sunlight in the evening.
1: Yeah. And you get that first bit of traffic if you're coming from downtown into like, say people are coming from downtown, walking towards Queen Anne, they're going to hit you guys like mad before they even
0: get there. It gets crazy in there. You know, I try not to spend my nights in there, you know, cause I've been trying to like be healthy and not drink too much. And so I'm not really out that late, but on Saturdays I usually hang off my owner and we take a trip out to Ballard and we drop off his car and we try to get something to eat together. And so I come back downtown and we have DJ and life painting and all that stuff. It gets fucking crazy in there. And, and I walk in there and my <laughs> shout out to my, my cook, JP, Mr. Mr. Pink. Uh, I walk in there and he's just all flustered. And I'm like, what's, what's up, man? What can I do to help you? What's going on? He's like, I'm trying, tell these motherfucking bartenders... That if they put in all the orders at once, it's going to take twice as long for me to make the food because the size of our oven. And I go, well, what are your ticket times at now? He goes, 20 minutes. I go, that is perfectly acceptable. sir. yeah, we're OK with that. If you get over 30 or up to 40, that's when we need to have an issue. You're doing fine. Don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. <laughs> I'm pissed because I'm doing a good job. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, he just wants everybody to get their food on time. He doesn't want to, people come and ask. Yeah. All fucking drunk. Like we're in my food because we're in an open kitchen. People yeah. come up to us half the time when you first walk in the bar. Part of the reason my friend hired me is because I'm a laughable, smiling, very handsome gentleman. You know, I some a, would say I have a great body. You know, so <laughs> I look good. My face. You know, people come in, they see me, I'm smiling, they're happy. That's the first person they see when they walk into the establishment. So he's very happy about that. So it's the kitchen. We get people that walk up to us and try to order drinks, and I just <laughs> hold up my knife and a piece of bread and go like. I make food, homie. The bars are on the corner. <laughs> Gets to step in. So, you know, it's only going to get busier. Your place is getting busier. That's a good thing. You got a patio coming up. Mm-hmm. What about that new fridge? Oh, I forgot. Thanks for reminding me. I come into work on Wednesday,
1: right? Just lahti dotty, listening to my music, you know, feeling great and dandy. I'm like, another week to get shat on. And what do I do? <laughs> what do I walk into? A new week, new shit. New shit. I, I literally turn the corner and walk into a walk-in. Like, because usually there's nothing in the space where i was walking and i'm looking down at my phone and i turn around i like turn a corner and as soon as i look up i'm like oh shit i'm like an inch away from a wall and i'm like what the fuck is this chef bought a walk-in so we now have like this huge walk-in at the end of the parking area in the back of our restaurant it's like a covered um parking area, which is a bonus because it means that we can use an indoor reach-in or indoor walk-in instead of an outdoor walk-in that has different um, things on the roof, which saves you about 10 grand. So since it's covered, they'd use a different walk-in and it's there and it's huge. We just need to put Metro shelving in it and then we're going. Young Metro. Young Metro. So don't we're like, him. it's going to be a, it's going to be a combo for Solari, June baby, I'm sure. But just the fact that we have the space to like hold our meats so we can like make sure they're properly seasoned and like, dr- like curing properly. We're probably going to cure meats in there. Like, you know, like do different things. It's fun. So
0: I'm with it. That's exciting. I still haven't figured out how, we got a new fridge too. Oh, nice. But I don't know where I'm going to hook it up. <laughs> that. I, mean, I talked about it last week for a minute, but I don't know where it's going to go. But I'm excited about it. It's. Space. All right, Johnny. On to the show. Yeah. So as much as we bitch, and maybe the reason why we'll bit, we bitch a lot is because um, this job is very tough, and I feel like we're underappreciated uh, workers. Speaking of, won't say any names, but I was speaking with a friend a couple of days ago, and they had recently mentioned that maybe one of their family members wanted to open up a restaurant. Right? Mm-mm. Has previously worked in a restaurant. Knows about restaurants. Um, probably very very smart human being, could probably run a restaurant, but my friend had spoke with them who listens to the show and said, I feel like I've listened to probably about a hundred episodes from two people in the restaurant industry and they've had many, many guests on. And, uh, I just think it's something that you probably don't want to do, (laughs) you know, don't dip your toe in it. Yeah. If you're not in it already, you know, people in the restaurant industry are looking for ways out. Uh, the reason why they're in it is because of the passion and, uh, and some people don't have a way out. So that brings us to today's story that we'll be covering. Story number one is from citypages.com. The title of this story came out on, uh, out December 19th of 2016. Uh, I believe Johnny's the one that brought it to my attention, but, uh, this is perfectly written. The title is called cooking was never a good job. That's why we have a kitchen labor shortage. And in this article, they begin to name off the many, many different reasons that, uh, Working in a kitchen is such a terrible job. And they had basically preemptively called the labor shortage that's been happening since around 2017 into 2016. is continuing over and only getting worse, Yeah, I would say. So basically, they talk about how... You know, a lot of chefs have been shuffling from kitchen to kitchen because there is such a shortage of people. Um, And restaurants close all the time. But as soon as a restaurant closes, another one opens. So it's not like you can ever catch a break when it comes to the amount of cooks or chefs you have in town. Except right now, man, they're dropping like flies. But there's another one popping up. I mean, yeah, but also there. Yeah,
1: I feel you. I feel you.
0: And they also talk about in this article how um, with artificial te- technology, which we've covered on the show, when it comes to cooking, it's a long way off before you can get a robot to to properly taste their food. Yeah. And know, what, because it's not an exact science. Cooking is not an exact science ever. Right? Um, so we're a long way up. And so if people want to continue eating out, you need... People that are qualified to cook that food, and it's not just people who can make good food. It's also people that can follow 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 proper health procedure mm-hmm. to make sure that they may make you a really really good steak, but that steak may not have been handled properly, and you might uh might have sat out too long. So you need people that are you know knowledgeable in all areas, not just being able to a badass barbecue. Because so I've been to many of barbecues and seen some people throw some shit down on the grill, but I just watched them like s- roll a joint and uh, scratch their ass a couple one too many times. I said, I think I'll pass on that brisket. after <sighs> am scratching their balls. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, uh, I totally agree with this article. Um, I, there's a lot of good points in it that, um, make me feel like, in the future, everyone's like, oh, are you going to have Harlem? Is Harlem going to be a chef? Is Harlem going to be a cook? He's going to be raised in a kitchen. And I'm like, yes, he will be raised in a kitchen, and he will know how to cook. But I will never, ever, ever, ever make my kid do a trade, unfortunately. I want him to go to school and, you know, get a degree in something that he can actually, you know, like, start a business from or something Harlem's like that. got a big head. He looks like he's a computer science or something. Something. Physicist. It's just like... I I grew up in the labor industry and it's it's great. I love it. It builds your confidence, it builds your character, it makes you into a stronger individual. Sometimes it breaks you, it depends on who you are. But at the same time, I just know how much shit that I've been through and that I am still going through. And you
0: never me. dealt with a drug addiction. You know, I on you know <clears throat> <laughs> The crack rock had nothing to do with the industry. The crack rock had nothing choice. to do with the
1: industry. I will say that I did do a little too much of some stuff at certain times when I was younger because party, I thought party. that, uh, yeah, I thought that it was cool. But you know, I'm in a different level now, and I'm at a different um, path on in my life where I want to, you know, make sure that this can be something that is profitable and fun, and you know, and makes me happy and I can live in it for you know the rest of my life but at the same time I just know how you get shat on I just know how the pay is really bad I know how there's not really any labor unions you can if you're in a certain field but in the culinary field you don't have a union or anything like that so it's just like maybe we should start one I mean it's something to look into that is something that we should look into. but it's just like you're just underrepresented and it it sucks but um this article just hits every single point. Yeah. Right,
0: right. Right deep in, the, in your chest. Deep in
1: the heart, especially with the pay and how, and well, especially with like how restaurants don't change and how.
0: Well, that's OK. That We're going to get into that. So basically they're saying it really sucks when you wake up and you're a middle aged man. Right. Yeah. Now, I'm 36. I don't really consider myself middle aged, but I'm getting up there and you wake up and you realize that you're a little bit older. You may have children. Uh, you have a family, you have a mortgage payment, and you are pretty much dealing with the same shit you were dealing with when you were 23, 24, 25. You may make a little bit more money and have a little bit uh, better title, but the the compensation has... The increase in wage has not really changed that much. Mm -hmm. You're making a little bit more money with a lot more responsibility. And tell you what, when those kids don't show up to work, you're the one scrubbing those pots and pans. You're the one changing the grease trap, you know? It it sucks. Uh, They bring up a good point about George Orwell published uh, the book, Down and Out in Paris and London in 1933. And it's about, you know, a Parisian, it's about Parisian kitchens and chefs uh, who really, you don't make any money. It's hard work. You can't even afford to buy food and you're treated poorly, right? Rolled with an iron fist. Exactly. Uh, And then they compare it to Anthony Bourdain's book, Kitchen Confidential, that was published uh, 67 years later in the year 2000. And It basically hasn't changed at all. No, it was like they were like saying it's verbatim. Yeah. Um, So Bourdain opened his first kitchen in 1973, and he basically said that, you know, all the cooks in his kitchen were ex hippies, uh, drunks, a bunch of surfers and ex cons, drug dealers, and criminals, right? And then he describes. George Orwell had wrote his book as a piece of gonzo gonzo journalism, but he based it on the fact that he had worked in a Parisian hotel while he was trying to be a writer and describes the same type of people. Mm -hmm. So the industry has not changed at all. A lot of people got into the industry. There was a huge influx of people coming and made it glamorous when uh, chefs became coming on TV. Yeah,
1: because it used to just be about misfits. Like, that's what we are. We're just a bunch
0: of misfits. That's the thing about it is is that none of that stuff that people see on TV in a kitchen is real. No, And that's kind of one of the reasons me and Johnny decided to do this podcast or why we wanted to talk about the industry was to try to give a live example, a weekly update of what's going on in the kitchen world and what it really is behind the scenes. Um, So just so you guys know, you know, a lot of people don't get any health insurance. You don't get any, any paid vacations, no maternity leave your holidays. You're always working. And at the end of the day, you're a 50-year-old chef, and that's all you really know how to do. If you're trying to get out of that lifestyle, it's like a cycle. It's like that's mm-hmm. all you really know how to do well. Like where do, where do you start over at? I know, and that's why
1: I'm so happy that we're in this new era, this new age of of, of um, local business, I guess you could say, because I feel like a lot of people are finding their place in this industry but not having to be in the restaurant.
0: Yeah, that's what we're being, trying to parlay it with this podcast. You know? maybe we could stay in the industry no, but yeah, like not
1: be on the line sweating our balls exactly off. Exactly, like this and doing pop ups or promoting or you know being farmers, farmers, and vendors, and like all this other stuff that's like all this artisanal stuff. Like my people just went truffle hunting in I Oregon. Saw that shit. That was know? G. Yeah, and I wanted to go, but you know you can't do it with a twenty pound baby <laughs> strap to you. You can though. <laughs> I mean, you can, but I'm not driving to Oregon with a train baby. Your ba- train your baby had a, a sniff out truffle. <laughs> uh he could his nose is pretty damn good um but you know it's 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 a new era and i think there's there's more outlets and it's exciting but at the same time the kitchen world is still not changing and i think
0: that's why people are finding all these new outlets you have to because you really – your passion really is food. And you really want to be connected to the food. It's an amazing – it is an amazing, an amazing family. Yeah. You know, we're all connected. Uh, everybody has worked with somebody or knows somebody. Mm-hmm. And as much as we make fun of the chefs that get out and they go take a corporate job or a food rep – or work for a food vendor. Right. You know, as much as we make fun of them, call them pussies. Well, a lot of times we're envious of them because they work in air-conditioned rooms. They never have to. They
1: go home at a reasonable hour and like hang out with their family. They never have to worry <laughs>
0: about their budget either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, ugh.
1: And, and, and that is the main reason. It's like, I always say this, and this is gonna be, sound weird to some people, but for me and for my people, it's just normal life. And I asked this at work sometime and I, say to my buddy, I'm like, does it ever make you like upset when you see like happy white families come into the <laughs> restaurant and they're like smiling and having a good time and he's like, bro, you never lie. Like <laughs> like that shit makes me so upset. And it's not because like we don't like that person or we just, or we're just like being you know, racist or discriminatory or something like that. It's we're jealous because that's what we want to do. And now, but we're making an experience for somebody else. And we love making that experience. It's just like we have so little of that experience that when you see somebody just so happy and you've just
0: gotten shat on all day, you're just like, fuck that person. <laughs> like straight I'm, up. I'm trying. I'm trying at work. You know, every time I, I get angry about something or I flip out about something because what I think is acceptable and what other people think are acceptable are two different things. yeah. And so what I have to, what I've been on trying to make myself understand is like, they are seem like they're doing it. They're having a good time and they're happy. So why let it get me all bent out of shape? You know, at the end of the day, as long as the product is good, my cooks are all happy and everybody's having a great time. Who really cares at the end of the day? My owners are happy. My gym's happy. You know, I mean, nobody really cares. I just think that. <laughs> Uh,
1: I just think that in this industry, we are raised to be quick-tempered because um, we've been shown that. Yeah, we've been shown that, and so I mean, and it's interesting to talk to all the cooks that I work with and people that I've experienced in my life, and how we're all trying to. You ever met a
0: happy chef before? Mm-hmm. Never no. in my life. When they're off work and they got a beer in their hand.
1: I, I mean, one of my cooks is like genuinely like the nicest I said chef. Part. Oh, word. I mean, I've we in our kitchen, we're all chefs, so. I mean we're not cooks anymore. We're experienced. What's up, Baller Sauce? Um, I mean I know a lot of level-headed people in the industry. I think it gets there's more stress that's added when you are in the kitchen. Like my chef, he used to be like a really really from what you heard, from what I've heard, and I've seen him pop sometimes, you know, like he Oof. he did it this weekend, and it was it was very unfortunate, but he <laughs> he doesn't genuine on you. No, 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 no. I, I, I know when you get snapped on, you be ready to walk out. Uh, not anymore, not anymore. I'm working on it. Um He. He's the type of person that when he walks into the kitchen and stress is high and, you know, other managers are riding up people's asses and obviously trying to start. Something you know, like you can tell by the tone of the voice that I'm trying to pop some shit, trying to shoot some shots. Um, chef just comes in, laughs his ass off, handles that shit. Just starts popping jokes and shit, and you can't not laugh. So then you start like getting in a better mood, and then like still there's like like that one person that's in a bad mood, and you're just like, well fuck them, you know, like they're gonna be in a bad mood. Like chef yeah, here. I
0: mean, yeah, we've all banded together against people who have a bad attitude in the kitchen. It's like, why are you trying to fuck up our day just because you're having a shit day? No, yeah, exactly. We're trying to help you out, but get you in a better We even, we'll do some prep for you. Exactly. One of my boys actually was like, I was like, I'm working on my
1: anger. I got really mad the other day and I'm like, I'm super sorry guys. And my boy was like, you know, the difference between you getting mad and other people getting mad is that you own it. I guess I got really pissed. I got into an argument with another cook, and I go into Johnny the, just smacks his lips. Whatever, whatever. But I go into the bag and I like throw a bowl into the dish pit. and The dishwasher's there, and I'm like, "Fuck!" I'm like, "Bro, I'm so sorry." I was like, "This has nothing to do with you. I'm so sorry." And I like walk away, and he's like, "I'm like, yeah, like I don't want to make his day worse because I'm mad. Like I'm mad, so I just have to deal with it." But I just had a brief moment of just like, "Ugh, snap!"
0: <laughs> All right, grill. How much more longer on that steak, mister?
1: You know, I'm fitting to say like, uh, to. fitna, fitna uh, about 30 seconds to a slice, you know.
0: I'm seeing the blood starting to be nice, nice and sexual on that. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm seeing the blood start to be nice. Yeah. All right. So we're going to move from Seattle, Washington. We're going to take a trip down to the to the south. To the city of Peaches. ATL. Slash Atlanta. Um, Johnny, what can you tell
1: us about Atlanta? You know, what I can tell you about Atlanta is not much. Just from what I see on reality TV. I know that uh, there are a lot of subpar celebrities that like to open up restaurants in Atlanta. And they just flourish because they have a name behind them. But, I mean, one of my favorites is um, local celebrity from Atlanta. Titty boy, also known as
0: two chains. He wears more than two chains, though.
1: Yeah, he, uh, they call him two chains, but he has a few on. Um, you know. <laughs> anyway, so he has a restaurant, and I continuously tell people, and they're like, "Titty boy has a restaurant." And I'm like, "Yes, it's called Escobar's," and they're like, "Like Pablo Escobar?" And I'm like, "Well, yes, but that's different. It's different." Anyway, he has a menu item that is called the Titty Boy Sandwich. The TBS, usually, I think it's a turkey sandwich, and I think it's served with titty sauce. (laughs) It's just stuff like that, and people love it. Like, you look at the review, you look at Yelp reviews, and people are like, this is the jam.
0: Well, we want to talk about southern, the southern food culture when it comes to celebrity. or the, the reason why this got brought up was because of the show Atlanta. Atlanta, Donald Glover. Which, if you guys don't watch the show, it's on FX. It's an amazing show. We've referenced it a couple times here on Grill Hall on Steak Mister. Uh, but it's an amazing show. It's not just not hip-hop oriented or black culture. It's basically a show about um, just living in that city and ways to conduct yourself. But they deal with a lot of issues about food. Mm-hmm. A lot of food. And so we wanted to talk about a couple couple of things that we've been noticing on the show. And then from, it's like reality. It is. You know, it's nothing too, nothing about the food. Any of the scenes on our food are super crazy. But we just wanted to, um, you know, maybe entice you to check out the television show. And uh, if you're in the food world, maybe uh, this might draw you into watching this television show. Right. And I mean, I'm in the food and the music
1: world. So it just like hits me from all sides. Atlanta is a story about Donald Glover who plays Earn, his, his character's name, and he is a Princeton dropout, and he goes back to Atlanta, and he decides to manage his cousin, a.k.a. Paperboy, Paperboy, in his Paperboy. rap career, oh, and yeah, his, his cousin boy. does like trap music or whatever, but they, they just live a day-to-day life, and it's really funny, it's just really awesome to watch them. But anyway, uh, the rapper Paperboy, he gets out of jail, and he goes to their local chicken joint, the chicken spot, and he's like, I just want the lemon pepper wings, and the guy's like, oh, you're Paperboy. Oh, you paper boy. And so he goes back. He's like, I got something special for you. So he goes in the back. He comes back with a box, and they open the box, and it's like a glowing light comes out of it. And you're like, What is it? He's like, I got you that lemon pepper wet. <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, I know people are like, what's lemon pepper wet? And lemon pepper is a type of seasoning that they that people in the South like to use on their chicken. A everything. Lot of people, the shrimp. Ev- everything. Everything. Just lemon pepper. And it's a, usually a dry seasoning, but you can make it into a wet rub, too, if you want to. You know, that glaze, if you will. So what they did is they glazed it, and then they dusted it or dusted it and glazed it with that lemon pepper sauce. And that's like the OG. Like, you get that. That's the secret menu. That's animal style or, you know, whatever whatever you guys are into. That's right. That's that means somebody cares about you. Exactly. That you got that clout. (laughs) So they get it and they, you know, it's just something really special. Um, I myself have never had wet lemon pepper wings. I've only had dry lemon pepper wings. I've had it on fish before. Yeah, but I'm sure it's delicious. I can just imagine it. My taste buds are tingling just thinking about it. You know, the next story that they come up to is another episode where Earn is broke and he wants to go to McDonald's and get a Happy Meal, and he's trying to order a Happy Meal, and the person's like, "You can't order a Happy Meal. You ain't got a kid." <laughs> and he's like, "I just want to buy a
0: fucking Happy Meal. I want a cheeseburger and a small." Fucking the thing fry. about this scenario, though, is what makes it so much better is that if that ever happened here in Seattle, Johnny, you walk in the, to a store, you'd walk into a McDonald's, you'd ask for a Happy Meal, they'd give you a Happy Meal. Oh, dead ass! But down in the ATL. They go to go ahead and cut you off. Yeah, they're like, no. And you most, full- I believe. And so, my thought process in this scene that you're talking about, we'll go ahead and finish finish the finish the scene. They were just saying that she wouldn't let him. He's just like, I want
1: four fries, a half a burger, and some stupid ass Lego toy that I can get. Just give it to me. I'm willing to pay the three dollars, but she's like, No, you can't. You got to buy the full meal. And he
0: just ends up walking out because you're a child. Yeah. So my thought process when I saw this scene was that the workers. Back behind that, have made up the Happy Meal boxes or toys that are pre made. They have an average of how many kids come in to the McDonald's that day, and they know that they sell this dude one of the Happy Meals. They might have to, they're not gonna have enough for all the kids. I feel like that's not something that McDonald's would do. I feel like they haven't limited everything. And Nah, you gotta pre make stuff. Just like, you know, have you ever had to wait uh, 10 minutes for uh, more chicken nuggets? I mean, yeah, because they gotta cook it, but I mean, like they're not running out, they're just. Not if the boxes aren't built And they put the toys in there Man
1: I, I seen that Domino's guy He could flip boxes in like <laughs> A second Like they should hire that Motherfucker Like you know
0: what I'm saying <laughs> Alright give us one more scene there Johnny
1: uh, One more scene My favorite This I'll skip one They wanted to know What the true flavor of Flaming Hot Cheetos was Which was one of the scenes I'm pretty sure it's just Smoked paprika I don't know. It's chili. It's chili flavor. I have no idea. Um, I'm, I'm I'm almost positive it's chili flavor because I sent you that article about the guy who made it, and he was a janitor at Frito Lay. Oh, that's right. And yeah. it's it's I mean I guess you could say it's Latino flavored, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's like it's chili or pimento. There's a scene where um, Earns on a bus. With his daughter, and this crazy guy gets on the bus and he starts talking to him all loco and stuff like that. And he's like, I got one word of advice for you Nutella sandwich. And he makes him a Nutella sandwich, he gives it to him. And then the question is, would you eat a Nutella sandwich from a stranger on a bus? Robert Stills?
0: No, no. 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 But I would have a stranger's, one of a stranger's flaming hot Cheetos.
1: Oh, hell yeah. I would totally. I, I feel like there's always a time when I, when I rode the bus or something be like, Hey man, let me hit that bag of chips, dog. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Uh, let, me those, <laughs> let me get one of those hostesses donuts. <laughs> you know, just some rando buying street weed or something. So, um,
0: yeah. So those are a couple instances of uh, food interactions on the show Atlanta. There's many, many more, lots of food references. It's a great show if you're in the food Industry comedy music—it's—it's it's a good good show to check out. I but. feel
1: like that show, and also if you're into the food industry, The Shy. I mean, one of the storylines is about a chef. Yeah. So.
0: Well, I mean, I used I we use food food scenes to open up our shows sometimes, mm-hmm. and there's been a couple times where I've wanted to use. A food scene from uh, the show Atlanta. It's just a little bit too long.
1: Yeah, they're kind of drawn out. It's it's, like interspersed into a regular day. -day It's not like a regular. It's not a
0: regular comedy. I'd call it. It's it's a dramedy.
1: You know, he has his like, um, what's his face, Twin Peaks guy thing going on with this last season.
0: Yeah, it's it's good stuff going on. So we're gonna end the show on that note. Go Mariners! If you like any other team in the United States, uh, you suck. Johnny, social medias. Well,
1: uh, let's see. So our Instagram will be at Grill Mister That's right. That's right. Um, Twitter will be at How Mister Facebook Grill How Mister
0: www.facebook.com backslash backslash Grill How Mister. That's Mister Mr. dot net <laughs> 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 dot <laughs> dot edu. Um,
1: and then i already said twit, twit. And then our email is uh, Mr. that is is Mr. mr.mr at gmail.com. And please send us any of your feedback or questions, um, show topics, anything that you guys want to hear us talk about. Um, we love feedback. We love talking to you guys about this stuff on the streets when we meet you because you guys are all really awesome. Um, and,
0: yeah, you know, keep listening. And Shout keep out to the new up. Daya crew. I think they've been listening to us. I, oh, really? I was talking to one of the – Nice. R- Brunch cooks down there, and I was like, "Yo, this this is what it is." Get get kidding. Get if you want to check me out on social media, you can follow me at Bobby Stills on Instagram, uh, Johnny what's yours? Johnny Toonami if you're interested in creating your own podcast or got any questions about podcasting you hit up Keith Uh, you can find his info and also my info and stuff on um, www.soundcastingnetwork.com he's got tons and tons of podcasts on his network Um, we also create podcasts for other people that we do not own on the Soundcasting Network so hit us up and uh, we made it to 102 Woo! grill how long steak mister
1: 5 minutes out Eat a dick, bitch!